You guys, you hear my voice, you know what that means. We're back. Another week, another episode. Thank you for tuning in to Mommy with the Potty with your host, Devin Gillum. As always, I am so happy you're here with me on this journey. Whether you're new or turning in or you've been on this ride with me, your support is very much appreciated. And I'm blessed to be in the position that I am watching this platform grow into what it is. I started this in February of this year and it's now September. So we're just coming on month seven. And with this just being me, I feel like, and the mental health breaks I've had to take because my silly little brain, honestly, we have built a very strong platform for the beginning because this is only the beginning of where this is going to take us as a community my little community my safe space for you and my safe space for myself where we can be ourselves and have an honest and open discussion about things so that's what we're going to do today i'm going to take you on a little backstory of my pregnancy with my daughters and then why i think my personal opinion on motherhood and why I wouldn't necessarily want the route that I took for my children, any of them, including Achilles. So a little backstory on the twins. Um, the, the twins are kind of a really big push on why I wanted to strengthen my relationship with the Lord. Disclaimer, I am not here to judge you on your religion, what you believe in. Your beliefs are your beliefs. My beliefs are my beliefs. I'm just, this is a part of the story. So I have to touch base on my beliefs on my platform. So before Achilles' father passed away, we were kind of talking about having another baby and having a daughter and... um just kind of rebuilding our relationship, but I wanted a sibling for Achilles and I wanted more children. And he knew that. And we kind of agreed to have another one at some point before he passed away. Well, then he passed away and I ended up getting pregnant about three months later. And I go to my first ultrasound, which mind you, I like was getting bigger a lot faster so with achilles i only gained 20 pounds my belly was really small very easy pregnancy like i had glowy skin i had long thick hair it was perfect that pregnancy made me believe i wanted more children (laughs) so then right away like after actually my first positive pregnancy test was even before i missed my period because with twins, you're producing double of everything. So it's possible that you can get a positive pregnancy test sooner. So the positive pregnancy test comes, you know, we're all and right away. I'm like, this baby is a girl. 100% this baby's a girl. Like, for the most part, I have pretty good skin. Like, I don't ever really have like really bad breakouts or anything like that. I don't struggle with a lot of acne, thankfully. Um, but I do struggle with mental health. So, hey, you can't win them all. (laughs) And I go to the ultrasound 
am the last ultrasound of the day for the ultrasound tech that day and we're looking up on the screen and one of the doctors is also in there at the time and they both start laughing and she's like honestly the with the day I had I could have told you this and I look up and I'm like there's no fucking way no way and before I went in the girl's dad Marcus he was like you're having twins or like what if we had twins and I was like don't say that like you don't put things out in the universe unless you want them to happen so we go in and lo and behold there's two babies in there and they're in two separate sacks so the girls were not in the same sack which means they are fraternal and that pregnancy by far was the hardest time of my life and this postpartum up until like I don't know a month ago was the hardest thing I've ever been through and that's one big reason I don't think for my children I want them to have children before they're ready and established and are prepared for the hormones and the things that come with it but twins make everything that you go through literally 10 times harder because there's two of them so during the pregnancy I gained 40 pounds ish I think when I gave birth I was like 165 but when I gave birth, I was literally like so fucking swollen. So I worked up until the end of February on my feet 12 hours a day. I would come home crying because I was so tired and my body was just exhausted. In February, I didn't give birth until April. <laughs> so I didn't work the month of March, but I was literally a swollen. I looked like, um, what is that thing? Uh, I'm trying to think. It's like the fat hand. It's on something. I don't know. But like, that's what I looked like. Like I looked like a fucking like blown up inflatable. I don't even know. I was so uncomfortable. I cried all the time. But looking back, I'm very thankful because I birthed these two healthy, extremely beautiful babies. But anyways, during the pregnancy, everything with twins is just very different. Like they, there's high risk of everything and everyone tells you like you're going to deliver your babies early and they're going to be small, they're going to need NICU time, all these things, which is probably what happens for the normal person. For me, I carried those girls until 37 weeks. They were both very big and healthy girls and they had no NICU time. So why I'm going back to, so rewind, why I believe in this higher power is there are no twins on, which twins come from, genetically they come from the mom's side of the family. There's no twins on my side of the family at all, like none. And so we're like, where did this second baby come from? And at the time I was just so broken and beat down and everything I was going through, I know that the Lord himself sent me that extra daughter because he knew I needed two of them. He knew I needed an extra push to make it through. He knew I was going to need something 
to get me through that time that I was going through. He knew that I would need that extra love in my life because I just lost some of the love that I had in life. It doesn't have to make sense to you because it makes sense to me. Okay, so back to the pregnancy. It was just a very hard time. Hard on my body, hard on my mental health, hard on everything. And then I go into labor. My labor was very different because with my first, it was just me and my mom and my water had broke at home. I went in, labored for 24 hours, delivered, didn't get an epidural, anything like that. This time, I was literally begging them to get these fucking babies out of me any day now. And finally, I got induced at 37 weeks. They told us, you know, be at the hospital by four. I, it was just their dad and I, and it was a very calming experience to have like that supportive person with you that you trust and you want them to be there and they want to be there. And that was like a big thing for me. So mind you, I don't hold anything against Achilles dad for not being there because he simply, he wasn't ready to be a dad. And we all knew that. And I was prepared for him to not be there. So that's why my mom was. But this time I didn't need my mom until I was like ready to push. So I labor all night by myself and no epidural or anything. The next morning they break my water at 8 a.m. After they broke my water, I ended up getting the epidural, which If I wasn't having two of them, I probably would have just labored naturally like I was doing because when I got the epidural, of course, because it's me, it didn't work. Um, It only worked on one side of my body and it never worked. It worked on the right side. It never like made it to the left side. The numbing didn't or whatever. So I was feeling, mind you, no one prepared me nor told me that when you have an epidural, you still feel pressure. You just don't necessarily feel the contractions, but you feel so much pressure. Well, feeling that pressure was giving me anxiety because I, it hurt more than like actual contractions. I don't, I don't know. It was just not for me, that pain. And so they're like rolling me around and they're, they have me on a peanut ball and I'm rolling back and forth and I had a great team of nurses and it just was super fucking uncomfortable. (laughs) Like That was at 8 a.m. And when they checked me, I was only a four, but I was like in so much pain. Like everyone that gets an epidural was like, oh my gosh, my labor was so easy. I didn't feel a thing. And I'm over here like, holy fuck. (laughs) Like what did I sign myself up for? So my mom gets there around 1030 and I have a very high pain tolerance. Mind you, I am a girl that like rips acrylic nails off her fingers to like feel something. Um, I also have, I'm insane. So like, don't take that. Don't do that. (laughs) Um, I like did gymnastics on a broken literal kneecap for months before I realized it was broken. Just little things that I have just a crazy high pain tolerance. So when my mom gets there, I'm looking at her and I'm like, mom, there's no way I'm still at a four. Like there's no way I feel like I have to poop. And if you've never had children or, you know, 
when they tell you you have to poop, it's time to push. So she's like, um, let me get a nurse. Like, don't, it's not poop. Like, don't push. And nurse comes in. Mind you, like, no one's ready for me to give birth at this moment. Like, my doctor's chilling at the computer station doing paperwork. Nurses are not checking on me. They're doing other things, you know. And the nurse comes in and she's like, oh my God, don't push. The baby's head is right there. Like baby A, her head is right there. So they're like, (laughs) when you have twins, you have to deliver in a C-section room just in case you need an emergency C-section or something goes wrong. So they're like throwing the clothes that Marcus and my mom need to change into to go into that room at them. And they're like, the doctor's like suiting up. He's running around. Everybody's like frantically panicking to get me into this room because no one was prepared for me to fully dilate from 8 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. I fully dilated. So was ready to go. We get in there, uh, easy breezy for my first daughter. She's out in like four pushes. And they had told me that she would, she had a possibility of having Down syndrome. Um, And that was really hard for me because it was both of them. And they also were both supposed to have holes in their hearts. Like there was just a lot of complications during the pregnancy that just, I didn't connect with them. Like I connected with Achilles. I just didn't feel it because I, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) I don't know. Pregnancy's hard. And um, when she came out, I was like, I don't want to look at her. Like I can't look at her. And my mom was just bawling and she was like, she's so beautiful. She's perfect. And so she came out and she was perfect, normal, healthy, all the things that I cried about and prayed for the entire time. You know, the Lord had me and the Lord had my daughters and they're protected and great and perfect. So then also another lie that people told me is like, oh, after the one twin comes, you know, here comes a second one. And of course, that was not the case for me either. After Avery came out, Avery's baby A. AVL kind of was like, well, what the heck? What am I doing? Like, I have all this room in here. She's like moving back up. She is not trying. She's not making her way out like at all. So they have me pushing, but I'm like not contracting at all. And it was so uncomfortable. And I had a male doctor, which I trusted this male doctor with my life. He's very skilled, knows what he's doing. He was making all the right decisions. I was just in labor. Like I was uncomfortable. Mind you, he had big fucking hands and he was like putting his hands inside of me and trying to like flip her because she kept flipping and going feet down and like turning over. So he would stick his hands inside of me and flip her back around. And that was quite literally the most painful experience that I've ever been through in my entire life. So then an hour and I think 15 minutes go by and they're now calling for the epidural guy. I don't know what they're called to come back in the room. Are they called anesthesiologists? I think so. But aren't those the people that put you to sleep? I don't know. Anyways, they call him down to back into um, the C-section room because he needed to give me another round of epidural at this point because my daughter's heart rate started to drop. So 
she ended up getting like pulled out with I call them the jaws of life, but that's not what they're called. They're literally like tongs. And it was quite literally the most painful experience I've ever been through. Like I lost so much blood. Um, I was screaming. I had a panic attack right after I gave birth. I stopped breathing because I was panicking so bad. Um, but after she came out, you know, she was healthy and beautiful and she did have a big like thing, like a, I don't, I don't want to call it a scar because it's gone now, but we thought it was going to scar her face from being pulled out like that, but she healed perfectly. And I got like 20 stitches down there and, you know, went on my merry way and recovery was really hard for me. I mean, it's twins. So I don't know a woman who has had an easy recovery, honestly. You're kind of getting them on schedule from the beginning. So then when you get home, you can kind of stay on that schedule. And for me, I was so focused on not having postpartum anger this time because I did last time that I did have postpartum anger and a few other like anxiety and depression and just tried to tell myself that I didn't, but I did. And I was very alone and I was very overwhelmed and going from one to three was very hard. But a year and a half later, we made it through to the other side and it's all fine and lovely. And I wouldn't trade motherhood for any hood in the world and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. But now. I want to talk about why I wouldn't want my children to be young parents. Being a young parent is very hard. Being a parent is very hard. You know, you only get to parent one time. And that's why I've said in a previous episode that forgiving your parents is going to help you heal from a lot of the things that you went through. Because I'm hoping they did the best that they could at that time. You know, I'm not saying that it's easy to forgive. It's not easy to, you know, push the things that happened to you in your childhood aside or to the back of your mind or anything like that. But it is extremely important for yourself to not dwell on whatever you went through or whatever your parents went through or were going through when you were a child or a teenager or anything like that. And I get sometimes I think we get so focused on I don't want to end up like so and so that you end up being just like so and so. So it's not good to focus on things like that. And my parents had me at 22 and 23, I believe, 23. I had Achilles at 22. My mom had me at 23. And your life at 23 looks very different than it does at 33. Hopefully, you're more, you know, there are a lot of successful young people. But being in a position where you are older with more life experience, you've kind of gotten out of your party phase. 
maybe moved out of the bar phase. I have, but that's just me. Um, from personal experience, I did still go out a lot when Achilles was little. And I did a lot of things. I had still had to finish school when he was a baby. So he spent a lot of time with my mom and my grandma because I worked two jobs and I went to school full time and I was still trying to be a mom. But if I just would have waited until I was more established in life, then it wouldn't have been so hard for me. At the same time, though, if you, if we knew the outcome of every situation that was thrown at us in life, we would never take risk and we would never take the chance and we would never see what we were capable of as human beings because we would already know like, well, if you choose this, this is what happens. If you choose this, this is what happens. You would always pick the road of a positive outcome because you know that's going to happen. If someone would have told me six years ago when I got pregnant that by the way, his dad is going to get murdered when he's two years old. I would have laughed in your face, not believed you, or maybe I would have believed you. I don't really know because it already happened now. But I just would never have predicted those things that to happen. And if I knew that, would my choice have changed back then? I don't know. So that's what I mean when I say that if we knew the outcome of everything that was going to happen in life, we would never take a chance or a risk, or we would never bet on ourselves to be better, or become better, or do all these things. And for girls, I think a lot of time, I don't know how to say this without getting judged. <laughs> um, a lot of time, I think girls at a young age have children to prove a point. They're not necessarily ready, but they're in a position like, oh, I'm pregnant, haha. And bringing another life into the world is not a joke and it's not a game and it's not for shits and giggles. And you only get one chance with your children only one. There's no do-overs. There's no going back. There's no nothing. So if you don't make it your best shot, why did you have them? And I feel like when you're younger, a lot of people just don't have children for the right reasons, or they're not financially ready to have children. I was not financially ready to have I, you know, I, like I said, I worked two jobs, went to school and I'm grateful and very thankful for my children. And I knew that I needed them, all of them at the times that I had them. I just simply would not want what I have been through and went through for my children. I always want my children to do better and be better in do things differently than what I have done because what I have done was not always the best decision making and I'm not not really referring to them I'm just saying in general I have been known to make city, shitty decisions and then face the consequence later and then be like well I guess we have to grow and learn from that now just add it to the list of things we're going from <laughs> and you know also, being a parent is not for everyone, and that's totally okay. 
And if you're in a position where you're like, I don't know if I want kids and I don't know if I'm ready and I'll A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you have all the time in the world. I promise you, no one is rushing things but you. I'm going to say it one more time. Nobody is rushing things but you. So if you feel like you're not ready and you're not in a position and you don't want to give up a lot of things that you have to give up when you become a parent, especially a young one, do yourself a favor and do your future children a favor and just wait to have them. Because when the time is right, the time will be right for you. And now talking about it (laughs) makes me very at peace with the decision that I made to tie my tubes because three is the perfect number for me. I have a son and two daughters and I always like when I was little, I would dream about my future and like talk about it. And I always said it. I want, I always said that I wanted a son and two daughters, but I wanted my son to be older because I wanted him to protect his little sisters. And that is why when you speak things into the universe or into, you know, the world, the Lord, they happen because you're putting them out there. And, you know, that's why when I always say this is going to grow and we are going to grow this safe space community and this platform, I say it positively and I say it knowing that we're going to go somewhere with this. So I hope that this resonates and I hope someone out there needed to hear it. It's okay to forgive your parents for the choices that they made when they didn't know any better or with the resources and the things that they had at the time of your childhood, teenage years, especially if you're the first child, you are basically, um, what do they call it? The practice, the dummy child that they just kind of, you know, they learn with you, they grow with you, they do things with you, you're their first, and they don't have it all figured out. We as humans do not have it all figured out. And I don't know if we ever will. And that's the beauty of life. I'm hoping that someone needed to hear this. And I'm hoping that if you are a young parent or you're wanting to be a parent, just know you are making the best decisions with what you know right now. But if you have future children or if you have a chance to be in a situation with the children that you have right now and you're kind of experiencing the same things, when you're in that situation, make decisions from experience, not from previous decision making. I hope that makes sense. Make decisions from experience. Do not make the same mistake twice is basically what I'm trying to say. It is 12.30 p. or I'm losing it. It is 12.30 a.m. I need to go to bed. 
I like, I kind of like the change in content and the change in style. And I plan to put out more of different things about me and because it's not all about healing. And honestly, I don't know. I don't even know if it's healing anymore. I think it's just experience and I think it's growth. And we'll talk about that in the future. Until next time, XOXO.